It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. I'm Don LaGreca. Again, I'm here at Madison Square Garden. I'll be calling the Rangers and the Sharks tonight. Both teams hot. Sharks have won three in a row. The Rangers four straight. Rangers have also uh, won six straight here at Madison Square Garden. And there's been a lot of questions, and I, I see it on Twitter, and we'll get to your tweets in a little bit. You know, are the Rangers for real? You, know, you take a look at uh, and the standings, and they're right now they're in, they're in seventh place in the league. They're in second place in the division. And they're in seventh overall in the National Hockey League. And you take a look at where they stand with 31 points. They're a point back at Edmonton for sixth. They're two points back at Minnesota for fifth in the league with two games in hand. Two games in hand on Calgary with 33 points. But let's look more specifically at the division. They're in second place with 31 points. Three points behind first place Washington. And Washington has played three more games. Now, maybe... It's different coming from me because I've been involved in every game. They've played 21 games. I've called 16 of them, and the other five I did the pre and post, so I've watched every second of this season so far. So it's easy for me to see the flaws. And I look at this team at 14-4-3, and and you look on the outside and you say, they're one of the best teams in the league. They're playing phenomenal. Are they for real as far as a team that can win a championship? I don't think so. But I think they're a legit playoff team. I'll leave it at that. And like I said, I see the flaws. Let's look at them if you wanted to kind of be a glass half empty, if you wanted to kind of pick it apart. Um, They need to be a little bit more well-rounded as far as scoring with the bottom six. Um, And, you know, the fourth line has played tremendous this year. And so much so that Hunt has actually jumped up to the second line. Uh, they spent a lot of time in the zone, would like to get a little bit more production out of that. And you'd like to see as, as, as well as the line of Lafreniere and Hedl and Gauthier have been playing, you probably want to see a little bit more production because the whole line, as presently constituted, has a grand total of um, you know uh, 10 goals. So you got five from Lafreniere, but just two from Hedl and just one from Gauthier. But Gauthier's playing really well. He's got four points. He's driving to the net. Again, these are nitpicks. They really are. But when you start talking about legit to their record, to where you could be a top five team in this league and you could start to be competing, you know, talking about a championship, um, these are the things that you want to see corrected just a little bit. Um, certainly you want to see a little bit more out of Kako, although I think he's been playing very, very well. You'd like to see more out of Panarin, who's got six goals, maybe more out of Zabanajad, who's got four goals. But it's been more than compensated by the fact that Chris Kreider's got 16. I mean, this is a guy that's never scored 30 goals in the league, and he's well on his way to scoring 40 at the pace that he's got. Actually, 50. Well, I don't think it's going to get to that point, but when you look at the sheer number of 16 goals in 21 games, he's on pace to score 60 goals. So that's kind of compensated, but you know that's going to slow itself down. So those are the nitpicking parts, but as far as the things you want to really say make them legit, 
They've got a world-class goaltender in Igor Shosturkin. Now, one of the negatives is they haven't gotten the same play from Georgiev, and you're going to have to see Georgiev play. This is the first of back-to-back games. The Rangers are playing tomorrow against Chicago, so we'll see if Shosturkin plays in both or whether Georgiev gets the nod against Chicago. Then you got another back-to-back next week where they play in Chicago on Tuesday and then home against Colorado on Wednesday. You know Georgiev is going to play in one of those two. And so far, Georgiev has not been great. And you don't want to throw away the games that he plays. So that's an area where they certainly need to improve. The blue line has been terrific. Lindgren, Fox are fantastic, although Fox came off a real tough game against Philadelphia on Wednesday. Miller and Truba are really looking as good as a as a second pair can be and probably right up there as being a, a first pair with anybody else. And, and Nemeth and Lundqvist have been a very solid third pairing, and Lundqvist has now appeared in several games in a row, so it looks like the whole tenority Lundqvist back and forth has kind of gone away here, so it looks like that is a very solid third pairing. You're getting Lundqvist getting some power play time as well. So as far as like legit, it really depends on your definition of legit. Legit meaning a playoff team? Absolutely. Legit is being a team that can win the Stanley Cup? Well, let's take a look uh, and see how... Uh, the next 60-some-odd games go before we're able uh, to jump in those waters. But so far, it's been good. In San Jose, I told you for a couple of weeks now, I believe this is a legit team. They survived COVID. They've now won three in a row, all on the road. So I think that they're a legit playoff team, although that Pacific Division is uh, becoming a bit of a beast uh, when you look at it, trying to make it. They're in fourth place right now in the Pacific Division, which then places them as the first wild card. So they're definitely a playoff team. And I think when everything kind of shuffles itself out, I think the Sharks will be better than Anaheim. They've got a game in hand on Anaheim, same amount of wins. Uh, wins. Uh, they're just two points back, but I think when it's all said and done, they'll end up being a better team than the Ducks. All right, let's 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 talk about last night's games. We just mentioned the Sharks with their win. Uh, Islanders do get a point, but now winless in nine. Uh, they did get a lot of players back. Right now, the only player in COVID protocol for the Islanders is Sezikis, so that breaks up the identity line, which is a problem. Uh, they still have Brock Nelson out with injury, so they're not close to 100%, but they seem to get through COVID where at least they're playing games, and they did earn a point, and a lot of the reason they earned that point was just um, Sorokin being stellar in this game, making uh, 33 saves, giving up the goal in overtime. So the Islanders do earn a point, but, God, you just feel so bad for them and everything that they have gone through and all these home games being wasted because they have not been 100%, and the only team worse than them in the conference is Ottawa, two points back but Ottawa's played you know 21 games to the Islanders 18 that's something that's benefited the Islanders here because of the two postponements and because of their crazy schedule they have played the least amount of games in the NHL with their 18 but still with just 13 points uh and on a minus 21 goal differential uh they've yet to win at home at 0-4 and 1 They've got a lot of work to do. They've got a big game coming up against Detroit, almost a must-win, and Detroit has been very, very good this year. They're the first wild card, so a lot of work to be done there for the New York Islanders, but they do earn a point. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
the Canadians are just awful right now. Avalanche come, you know, dust themselves off after giving up eight goals to Toronto. And by the way, if you listen to the podcast on Wednesday, I didn't know what the over 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 under was, but I said bet it. <laughs> it ended up being six. Uh, Eleven goals were scored in that game, and the Leafs beat the Avalanche eight to three. But they bounced Pick back em. in the second of back to backs and and beat the Canadians. Canadians can't even get any, sh- any shots on goal, which is twenty. And right now, you look at the Canadians; they're the worst team in the NHL. They are. Because they've got 14 points, which puts them uh, third to last in the East. But they've played 25 games. They've played the most games in the National Hockey League. So when you take a look at the worst teams in the NHL, Ottawa with 11 points, they've played 21. Arizona with 12, they've played 23. The Islanders are in 30th with 13 points. They've played 18 but Montreal's played 25 games, seven more than the Islanders, two more than Arizona, four more than Ottawa, and only have three more points than the worst team in the league. Montreal is awful. They've got the um, the second-to-last goal differential in the league at minus 33. God, I'd have to look it up. There have been a ton of teams, a ton of teams in the NHL that went to the Stanley Cup final and missed the playoffs the next year. I can think just off the top of my head, you saw Edmonton in 06 went into like free fall after losing in seven games to Carolina in 06. I wonder, and I'm sure somebody will look it up before we do the podcast on Monday, maybe I'll do it myself this weekend, has there ever been a team to go to the Stanley Cup final and be the worst team in the NHL the next year? Now, they've had a lot of reasons for it. Weber's been out. Price has been out. But still, you know, they lost Deneau, who was a big player for him last year, but I wonder if there's been any team that go to the Stanley Cup Final and lose. Wild, they've been great, really good this year, and we're going to do our top five, and uh, the Wild may uh, sneak in an appearance here uh, as the Wild have just really gotten hot here. They've won five consecutive games. Uh, they toyed with the Devils, and this is a team that they faced last week before Thanksgiving, blew a two-goal lead, lost in the shootout, uh, but they took care of business, and it was a um, – it was a close game late in the second period, but they took a 4-2 lead into the third and then won the game uh, easily with a 5-2 win. Kaprizov with a couple of goals for uh, for Minnesota. Devils play with a lot of heart. You know, they were down in this one um, 3-0. They came back to make it a 3-2 game as they got goals from Graves and Tatar, but just not nearly enough as the Wild continue to cruise. Uh, Blues with a win over the Lightning, 4-2. Uh, the story in this one, was a bit of a goaltending situation that the Blues had to go with. They had to go to an emergency uh, uh, goaltender in the last game, and now they lose to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning last night by the final score of 4-2. to Some issues in goal, certainly for the Blues with all the injuries that they have, and the Lightning were able to take care of that. Uh, what's going on with the Panthers? They, this is two straight games now that they have spotted their opponent a three-goal lead, both of them 4-1, and they came back to win both of them. And last night they did it to Buffalo. Buffalo had a 3-0 lead after one and then had a 4-1 lead uh, in the second period. And the Panthers go on to score four straight goals in the third period, second consecutive game in which they've scored four in the third, 45 shots on goal, a 7-4 win over the Buffalo Sabres. And the Sabres got off to that quick start. Now they're starting to fade dramatically as well. So the Panthers, who it'll be interesting to see if I still keep them in the top five because they haven't played particularly well. Carolina's dipped as well. Carolina lost last night to Ottawa by the final score of 3-2 to two in regulation. But let's give Carolina a break. We talked about this on Wednesday. You know, you look at a final score and go, oh, they lost a, a game. But if you watch the game and if you look deeper into the numbers, they had 49 shots on goal. 49. And Forsberg made 47 saves. 
to win the game. I mean, think about that. 49 shots on goal and you lose. That, that's a tough one. They had 20 shots on goal in the first period. They outshot Ottawa in the first period 20 to three, and we're trailing one nothing after one. So, yeah, Carolina's going to be just fine, but they have won, lost uh, three games in a row. Uh, Boston quiets down the Nashville Predators with a 2 nothing shutout victory there uh, over the Nashville Predators. Predators did have 42 shots on goal in the game, uh, but they come up short as they just could not muster and, and uh, get anything uh, past uh, Swayman, who made 42 saves in the victory for Boston. Stars stay hot, 37 shots on goal as they beat the Blue Jackets 3-2. Columbus has really cooled off. And after spotting the Kings a goal early, the Flames end up winning in Los Angeles by the final score of 3-2. So things looking very interesting in that central, the, the Pacific division is Calgary now leapfrogs over idle Edmonton. 33 points for the Flames, 32 for Edmonton. But the Oilers have two games in hand. They have also... Uh, one, two more games than the Flames have. So that's uh, why Calgary is in first place. But Calgary's really played some really, really good hockey. So the question becomes, do the Calgary Flames stay in the top five of the week? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don LaGreca's Friday Top 5. Yeah! All right, we start from the bottom as we usually do. Number five. I'm going to put the Washington Capitals at number five. They've had uh, a couple of duds recently, um, but they still are 6-2-2 two two in their last 10. They still have a plus 24 goal differential, which is among uh, the best in the Eastern Conference and the best in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, they also have only lost one game in regulation at home. They have lost four games in, in the shootout or overtime, but they've also only lost three games in regulation on the road, too. So I've got Washington at number five. Number four. All right, let's drop the Panthers down to four, only because even though they won the two games in a row, still they've been very sloppy defensively, still playing without Barkoff. Um, six, two, and two in their last ten. They've been able to maintain because the Hurricanes have struggled as of late. So listen, you grade on a curve with the Panthers. They were just so unbelievable. Still have only lost one game at home so far this year, 13-1-0. and oh, But they've been a little sloppy defensively, so I'm going to knock them down a peg and put them at four. Number three. I'm going to have the Oilers in this spot instead of the Flames, basically because of the Oilers having the two games in hand and having two more wins than the Flames. And they continue to prove that it doesn't always have to be about Connor McDavid. Matter of fact, you know, McDavid's continuing to score, but he has slowed down just a little bit. But look no, no further than when you recap their 5-2 to win over the Pittsburgh Penguins and, and the goal scoring that they're getting, uh, different places that they've been able to produce without having to rely so much on Dreisaitl and McDavid. Hyman's got 10 goals, uh, had two goals the other night, now has 11. Uh, Yamamoto has been very good for them as well. Listen, McDavid's still scoring. He's got 15. But the question has always been with the Oilers, very similar to Boston, are they getting too much scoring from their top couple? Can they spread the wealth at all? Well, they're starting to do that in Edmonton, and I have them at number three. 
number two. Well, we mentioned the Wild, and with a plus 20 goal differential with a five-game winning streak, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10, yeah, the Wild certainly belong there in the top uh, five, and I've got them right now at number two. Uh, this is a team that I think is going to cruise to a division title. I think they're the best team right now in that central division, and it shows uh, they played the same amount of games as the Blues, and they've got right now a six-point lead and four more wins. So Minnesota's really doing it well. A lot of different places. They're getting offense. Their goaltending has been stellar as well. So I've got the Minnesota Wild now entering the top five, and I have them at number two. Number one. The Toronto Maple Leafs, after putting an eight spot up on the Avalanche, are now number one in the league to me. They have played amazing hockey. They played a lot of games, 24 games, I get that. And the 35 points have them tied with Florida, but they've got one more win than Florida. Their goal differential is very similar to Florida's at plus 22. Winning on the road, winning at home. They've won five consecutive games, nine of their last ten. And they've been in the top five now for the last couple of weeks and it's still the same conversation, the structure. They're playing better defensively, much better defensively than I've ever seen this team play before. And I think that's going to really carry them to eventually, finally, hopefully, if you're a fan of uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, that they get out of the first round and make some sort of a run. We're a long way before we get there, everybody, but still, they're playing tremendous hockey, and I've got them at number one. You want to debate that? Very easy Who are you taking out? At Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. So let's get to your tweets and see what you guys have to say. Let's go to Tim, who says, is Kako finally here? Defensively, he's been brilliant. He's making plays with the puck instead of immediately trying to get rid of it. He's showing that he's more than just a shooter. I love it. Well, he's really meshed with Kreider and Zabanajad. And when I'm calling the games, I'm mentioning his name a lot. He's working very well around the, the wall. He's getting shots on goal. And as you said, he's very sound defensively as well. Uh, he has really put together a very, very nice season after really getting off to that tremendously slow start. So it's starting to kind of come together for number 24. He's a plus four on the year as well, which isn't bad. So uh, it's a good notice out of you that he's finally coming together. Larry Brooks had a very inter- interesting article in the Post about what do you do as far as giving him a contract. Jack Hughes just got an eight-year contract extension from the Devils, and Kako was drafted in that same uh, draft, but you just wonder because of the structure of the contracts that the Rangers have and the deals that they're going to have to still give a guy like Strom um, makes it difficult for Kako, I think, to kind of get that deal right away. Uh, Richard says, hey, Don, just waiting in Nassau for a return flight to JFK, hoping no delays so that I can make it to MSG tonight. What's going on in Philly? Is Elaine Vigneault teetering on the edge of another dismissal? Well, he's got, a, I think, four years left on his contract, I think EJ said back on Monday. But there's been a lot of conversation about there just being that disconnect between um, the go- the coaches, him and Michelle Terrian, and the team. And the issue there is is that you know I don't know what you do about it when you got those guys under contract for so long. Number one and number two. You know, they've had a lot of injuries. I mean, you're talking about what Kevin Hayes has played, what, four games. They went out and got Ryan Ellis, and he's been hurt and not playing. Uh, Derek Broussard has not played for much of the year for them. Uh, so they've had their share of injuries, but they're under 500. they They've now, uh, I think they're winless in their last seven. Yeah, so there's a lot of issues there. I just don't know if it's going to cost the coach's job because i got to tell you, that's really, really tough. When you, I don't think they're going to be eating – that much of a contract. I think that'd be really tough to do. Joseph says the Rangers are looking unreal right now. They only have two real concerns. 
Mika and Panarin's goals. What's going on with them? Well, we were just talking about it earlier. You know, Panarin's starting to come together, and he's got six goals. I think Zibanejad had that slow start to the year last year. We explained it away with COVID, but um, I think it's great that they're winning without him being dominant. But you're right, at some point, they're going to need to uh, turn that around, uh, and I think he will. And when they do get Mika playing at his level uh, and they can continue to get Kreider the way that he's playing, then things could be pretty, pretty amazing for this team. Forrest says, hey, Don, it's been a while, but I'm getting back into the show. Best hockey pod around. San Jose wins against the teams they should but play inconsistent against top-tier teams. In your opinion, what do you think they need in order to make the playoffs? Well, I'm going to get a really good look at them tonight. Uh, but what they need is they try to find some, uh, you know, they've got young players. I like their blue line. I think Ferraro's playing very well with Burns. Uh, Middleton and Carlson have been very good. Vlasic uh, is playing on that third pairing, and he's a veteran, and he's actually playing pretty well. He's got five points. Uh, playing playing as a fifth or sixth defenseman is not bad. Um, so I, I really like their team. They're getting great goaltending from Reimer. Um, they probably just need a little bit more scoring because the numbers on the power play are jarring. They started out four for nine. So they're 20th overall in the league, but a lot of that's because they started out four for nine. Since then, they're seven for 57 on the power play. So they probably need another gunner. They're getting good uh, production from Couturier, from um, Couture, who's got you know seven goals. Meyer's really coming into his own. Um, Hurdle has been terrific, too, with eight goals. Uh, probably would like to get a little bit more from Balzers. Uh, he's only got the two goals, but he does have ten points. But probably a little bit more punch offensively. But I do think it's a slow burn there in San Jose. I think they're going in the right direction, and I think they are going to make the playoffs. All right, that's all the time we have here on a Friday for Game Misconduct. Thanks for joining in with the tweets and all that. Hope you enjoyed the top five. Have a great weekend. I'll be on the call tonight against San Jose and tomorrow when the Rangers are at the Garden for an 8 o'clock start against the Chicago Blackhawks. So I'll have a busy weekend. Uh, The Twins are turning four on Sunday, so I'm going to have a very busy weekend with all that. So enjoy it. Want to get in touch with me? The best way to do that, at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Hopefully we'll have EJ Raddick. This was the Friday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.